Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. All right, welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. And today, you know, you might be new to the channel, to the show, to me. You might not know who I am or what I'm doing uh, this podcast or this business for. So I wanted to share a little bit of backstory, you know, my story. Who is Chris Anderson? Where did he come from? What is Elevate Media if you don't know? And just share a little bit about this journey that I've been on since 2019. And um, yeah, just give you a little insight on who this guy is you're listening to. So a little bit about me. You know, grew up in Indiana, born and raised, small town, blessed with a great family, amazing parents, amazing siblings. Uh, truly, you know, kind of you think of that family that uh, white picket fence, you know, of course, not perfect. No one's perfect, but normal and and blessed. You know, we weren't poor. Uh, Dad worked hard to, to provide for us. Uh, and mom stayed at home, took care of us. Uh, and so, yeah, I had a really good upbringing. Uh, nothing traumatic or crazy uh, directly related to, you know, our family. So uh, that's kind of where I grew up and, you know, played sports and Loved being outside and, and playing around. And so my story kind of really starts in, in school. In middle school, you know, that's an awkward age anyway, anyways for a lot of people. And, you know, I grew pretty quick. So I was a tall, lanky kid, six foot, probably 90 pounds in middle school. Uh, the end of middle school finally I think, broke 100. And, and that's kind of where I was. It's just tall, just lanky, gangly didn't know how to control myself type, type kid. Um, and you know, through that, and what I'm about to tell you isn't for, you know, you to feel sorry for me or you to take pity on me or anything like that. Because, you know, again, I had a great upbringing and I, and I know people have been through a lot worse things and had to go through a lot worse things as a kid. And so I'm just sharing to kind of just get a backstory. Because uh, I think all of our stories matter, and I think everyone's story plays a part into where we are and who we are as a person right now. And you know, so in middle school, going into high school, really dealt uh, with a lot of you know self worth issues and uh, just self esteem, lack of it, lack of confidence in myself because I compared myself to you know all these big tough guys you see in movies or on TV, and uh, that's who the girls liked, and I was a nice little tall skinny kid and. So, I uh, just really dealt with a lot of that growing up and, you know, let that really eat away in my mindset, in my heart and didn't see my worth. I didn't see, you know, the purpose to be around. And so really dealt with that depression and those dark thoughts and um, thankfully never took any action on the suicidal thoughts or anything I had, but they were there and they were just constant and, you know, just feeling lost and, and not knowing really where I belonged, even though I was friends in, in multiple groups. You know, it was a small school, so played sports, was in drama, was in choir, was in the academic groups, and, you know, 
small town. So we knew almost everybody and, but it still just felt out of place and didn't know where I belonged. And that transitioned into college and even more so because, you know, now I don't have sports. Now I don't have drama. Now I don't have choir. I have my athletic training class and group and my roommates and that's about it. And even then my roommates at the time, I didn't know because it was a new setting. And so I was thrown into this even more confusion of who is Chris Anderson? Who am I? Why am I even here? Why does it even matter that I'm here? I didn't see a reason for it. I didn't see a purpose for it. And so, you know, I walked that path for a year or two in college of just darkness, loneliness, you know, just wanting something more out of life and not really understanding what it was going to be. You know, I did athletic training because I wanted to help people make a difference uh, in their lives. And I thought I could do that, you know, in a physical way through, you know, injuries or rehabilitation and things of that nature, but also conversations I'd be able to have with these student athletes to maybe be a positive light in their darkness and just, you know, shine in those moments and direct them how the best I can and, and, you know, just plant those seeds. And so that was my mindset with it, but my mindset was so, so off and so negative and so uh, terrible in my own life that you know, I just started to shut people out. I didn't want to make new friends. I didn't want to talk to my roommates. I didn't want to do anything with anyone else. And I just kept going downhill in this, this spiral. You're just kind of pulling away and, and just kind of getting stuff done, but not wanting to be a part of anything. And, and I went to Indiana Wesleyan, a private Christian school. And, you know, faith is a big part of my journey. And, you know, growing up, went to church, um, and always believed, you know, that Jesus came and died for our sins that we could, you know, spend eternity in heaven with, with God. And, and he was the only way to heaven. And, you know, I still believe that today, but I still felt lost during this time. And I feel like even though I was baptized and, and had that connection that, you know, he was just quiet. And it was more that I was just too loud <laughs> in my own mind. And, um, and I never really kind of just sat to listen, but it was in college that in our athletic training program, we took these mission trips to Macon, Georgia, down south. And we went to this children's home called Hepzibah. Not even sure it's, if it's around or if it's changed name or what now, but we went down there. We would do like manual labor. We would paint walls. We would help clean up the, the facilities. We would um, do what we could to, to make it better. Um, and we'd also be able to hang out with the kids and the staff and you know, play games and do skits and sing songs and worship with them and give them, you know, attention that these little kids, you know, they've been pulled from their families because they're, they're, their parents are teenagers and they're on drugs or they got arrested or they can't deal with them. And so these kids had nowhere to go and this home helped foster a place for these kids. But these kids went with so much trauma and so much hurt that sometimes they won't even speak to people. They wouldn't even interact with people. And we would come and we would see some of these kids kind of break down some walls and, and open up and be kids again and uh, be able to see them have joy playing these games and dancing around and being goofy and like then hearing from the staff like that, that kid never talks, but he opened up to you and he, he, and he spoke and, you know, or that one would never do anything but sit in the corner and now she's out here dancing around, playing, laughing we never thought that would be. And so being able to be in those moments really started like 
changing my perspective on things. Like, you know, I could have had it so much worse and there's so much more out there than what I'm doing right now. And so how can I make a difference? So that really started playing in my mind, but it also gave me an opportunity to really hear what God was trying to tell me. It put me in situations where I had to be silent and where I had to be still and I had to listen to him and listen for him. And it was these moments that he really started breaking down that cast around my heart that really made me not see my life as as worthless or as worthy. It, it, it broke down that cast that you know caused me to see myself as worthless. And he really started to open me up and change my my mindset with things. Um, and I opened up to group the group that I wouldn't usually do. I'm not, I wasn't a very outgoing person as far as emotions go, uh, and things of that nature. You know, I always had it together. I always seemed good and things were going good from the exterior, from people seeing me. Um, and so that changed me in that regard too, as being more transparent and being open. And it was just a, a it was a game changing moment in my life because, I was either going to continue down the path of this dark path of just not seeing life as worth it to who knows what, or it could change. And that's the path I took. And, and from those moments, I still accredit those those mission trips and just hearing God being a huge part in my, you know, what I'm doing now. And so after those mission trips, I really started wanting to see things different, change my heart you know, see life differently. And uh, another big shift when I was in college was getting uh, help from a psychiatrist. And we had some on campus that you, you know, could go to for free that would help you to, you know, do their thing. Uh, and so I was walking towards th- their office one day and you have to cross through the mezzanine, kind of the student center where everyone sits outside the cafeteria and just hangs out. So you, you're walking through the crowded area there and you have to go up these stairs to the door to the office. And so I'm doing that. I'm walking through, you know, I'm starting to sweat a little bit because like, I just feel embarrassed that I'm walking up there already. That's just, you know, the, the mindset I had. And so I got to the door and I reached for the door handle and, you know, just starting to sweat more. And I was like, no, this will be too hard. It's going to be embarrassing. Like, I don't want to talk about my emotions. I don't want to talk about my pain, my past, anything. It doesn't matter. You know, there's so many more people out there that are hurting that have worse things than I do. I, this isn't, I don't need to do this. This would be too hard. So I turned back around without going in, started down the stairs, got halfway through the student center. And I heard this voice saying, Hey, if this is too hard, if you think this is too hard, maybe that's what you should do. It was just a soft voice. This is if you think this is too hard, maybe this is what you should do. And I stopped in the middle of the student center, felt like everyone was staring at me. You know, that was this guy just walking and just stop in the middle of the because uh, there's a stage you have to cross as well, a little platform. What's he doing? Uh, no one probably even noticed, but <laughs> that just is what my thought process went through. And you know, I heard that voice and I said, Well, you're right. If this is hard, this is going through this will make me better. This is a hard thing to do. Then maybe it's what I should do. So I turned back around, walked up the stairs, opened the door and signed up for a time and, you know, went through that process, had many sessions breaking down past traumas and hurts that I didn't realize were things that I was dealing with still. And, 
um, it was great for the moment. It really set me on that path of like, this is okay to seek help, to talk about emotions, to talk about past traumas, to talk about where we've come from. This is okay. This is healing. And it was, it was such an impactful moment because now like I'm such an advocate for get help, talk about those past traumas, work through that healing. And there's so many resources out there. So many people out there willing to help that if you're struggling in this area, there's, you know, the suicide hotline, there's, there's psychiatrists and there are people out there that can help walk you through your, your mental health and helping healing that. So seek those don't give up. Don't give into all the lies that are being told about your, you and your life. Just seek help because there's those, I care about you. If you need help, reach out to me and I'll connect you with what needs to be where you need to be connected with. But it's such a game changer and it changed my life because going from college into my career, you know, I was helping people, but then I really started getting into personal development. And, you know, Lewis Howes, a school of greatness, Lewis, you know, probably not listening to this, but if you hear this or maybe I connect with you one day, uh, really leaned into him and his podcast and how he presented it and, you know, the people he had on the show and just really started being awakened to, you know, how much more healing I needed to do and how I could do it. And then also that there's so much more out there. There's so much more room to grow and be able to share my story and make a difference and help so many more people. And so I really started to dive into that. And, you know, 2018, 2019 rolled around and we, you know, my family, my wife and I, we lost their, our remaining grandparents, you know, four grandparents in the span of a year, some unexpected, unexpectedly, um, some we figured would happen. We just didn't know when, and it was just rough. It was just a, you know, a lot of loss in the, in a small time frame, And with that too, in my corporate job, I had run out of towards the end of the year with some of these funerals, I'd run out of, uh, over or run out of vacation time, bereavement time. And they wouldn't let me take sick days to go to these funerals, to be with family. They said, no, <laughs> said, you don't have any time left. So you can, the only way you can take off is, time off without pay. And as a young couple, you know, we have bills. I had student loans from, from Indiana Westland. Like she's a teacher. Well, at the time she wasn't even working. I don't think yet. Uh, it's like, uh, well, we kind of need every bit that we can get. And so that kind of just stirred the fire in me. Like these people dictate my time and how much it's worth. And I don't like that. And so I started really thinking and, and brainstorming and like, how can I go about this where I build something that can help support my family, but also build something that outlives me, that can reach so many more people than I can in this job, that doesn't limit my income or dictate my time. I can control that myself. And this is all stuff I learned by getting into podcasts and, and listening. And so that really got the balls rolling in my mind. Like, what can I do? And, you know, went to some personal development, listened to the late Bob Proctor and, you know, just kept hearing this voice in my head. Like, you got to quit your job. Trust me, just quit your job, start your business. And again, at this time, fast forward, I started my podcast in 2019, Pencil Leadership originally what it was called. And I was just, you know, learning from these, these business owners, these successful entrepreneurs. 
and come, you know, the beginning of 2020, it just, this fire inside of me more and more, just, Hey, trust me, quit your job. Just trust me. And so I, you know, I got quiet. I, I prayed and I said, is this, if this is your will, let me know. Let my wife be on board because she won't be any other way if, unless it's you. <laughs> and uh, she got on board and she said, I think you're supposed to quit your job and I'm with you. And so I gave my, my, the job I worked for, I gave them, you know, two weeks notice. They asked for four. So I said, yeah, I'll give you four weeks notice. Two weeks into that last four weeks, pandemic hit hard in Indiana and I got furloughed for the last two weeks. So it was only two weeks anyways. And that was it. I had burned the boats. Um, and I was on a whole new journey of, you know, starting a business. Uh, we had some savings, but, you know, losing my income with student loans and rent and everything. And uh, it was a huge jump. And so for time's sakes and not to keep boring you, I'm going to, we're going to dive into that journey of building this business, Elevate Media Group. And what that looked like and what I we went through to build that. And maybe you can relate to some of the ups and downs we've had along the way so far. Maybe you're in some right now and it can encourage you. So tune in next week for part two of my journey with Elevate. And uh, yeah, so if you're going right now and you're in the midst of a mental struggle again, that's kind of my journey, you know, overcoming that and getting through it. And some days it's it's it rears its head again, but you have to go back and remind yourself that you're worthy to be known. And, you know, you have a purpose in a, in a place and potential to make a difference and that your story matters and that there are people and resources out there to help. And so seek those reach out if you need help, let's get you in front of the right people, the right resources so you can start healing as well. But uh, I appreciate you listening. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. Hopefully something stood out to you that uh, you're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I need to do that or, you know, okay, I need to take that step. Or maybe you know someone who's going through something like this. You can share this episode and maybe we can help them together. Uh, but next week, we'll do part two, talking about the ups and downs of growing Elevate uh, from zero to six-figure agency. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to sharing that with you. Uh, but until next time, continue to go out, elevate your life, elevate your brand. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.